Welcome to 50 Shades of Shilamita, the podcast where nothing is off limits. As a multidimensional sovereign mom, partner, CEO, serial entrepreneur, speaker, and best-selling author, I am on a mission to help more women and men become fully embodied in their sovereignty and power so they can live their truth, speak it unapologetically, and live a life free from the matrix. Each week, I will bring you episodes that will awaken you, inspire you to think outside of the box, and step into the leader that you know that you are. The world needs more people who are walking their talk and unafraid to stand in their truth, and I'm here as your guide to help you do just that. Are you able to handle any situation thrown at you or are you reacting and responding? We're going to dig deep with my guest today on 50 Shades of Shilamita. Welcome to the show. Please welcome to the show, Cassandra Austin McDonald. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you here. For those of you that have been in my world for a while or those of you that are new, Cass and I were actually in a mastermind together and we had the opportunity of being in Miami together and spending time in real life together, which I just absolutely love and adore. It's just so much fun. And you love people in the online space and then you get to like meet them in person. So we can chat a little bit about that. But Cass is a self-mastery coach. And I'm wondering if we can start with that. What is self-mastery to you? And how would you describe that to those listening? Yeah. So for me, I look at it from a mind, body, soul approach, like mastering our entire selves with the mindset, with the energetics and the emotional intelligence, our soul, our spirituality. I believe that when we leave one piece out of doing this work, it feels like something is missing. And so I like to bring a mind, body, soul approach to my work and to work with women for their whole selves, not just one piece of who they are. Yeah, I love that. When I was an acupuncturist, that was my tagline, mind, body, and spirit, right? Because it's like this whole connection. Like if you're good in the mind, but your body's not healthy, then that doesn't work. If you're good in your body and your mind's not healthy, then that doesn't work. And if you're good in your mind and your body and you have like unresolved karma and trauma and stuff in your soul, then that's not good either. So the way to go is the balancing of all three. And how did you get into this line of work, becoming a coach and a mentor? Yeah, I love sharing this story because uh, I feel like just like the modalities that I I use, it coaching found me. I wasn't looking for it. Like all of us, right? Like it, it found me. I was actually working with juvenile and adult offenders doing crisis management. And I would conduct groups like forgiveness and healing and uh, different things like that. And I also worked with them one-on-one. And so I was in a positive behavioral change career already, but the approach to it was very cerebral. So the modality we use was cognitive behavioral training. And I remember that I was starting to embark on my own journey because I was conducting a group and one of my clients at the time raised their hands like, Miss Cassandra, how did you forgive someone who hurt you? And I got really quiet at the time because I hadn't really taken this work seriously. I wasn't embodied at all. I was educated and trained, but I had not done the work for myself. 
And I remember in that moment, I felt so convicted because I was like, okay, I, I know the information in my head. I know how I've been trained to teach this, but I couldn't speak from my heart and my soul of how did I do it? I couldn't even give an explanation. And so instead I deflected <laughs> and I said, we're not here to talk about me today. We're here to talk about you. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. But that never left me. That question never left me. And so I actually ended up taking the workbook home and my own journey started not too long after that, where I really immersed myself into inner healing and trauma work and self-worth work. And then it just grew and evolved from there. And what started to happen is I felt inspired initially to speak to the youth because I was thinking, well, if the girls who were my age when I was not having great thoughts about myself and not having the best self-esteem, know what I know now, then they will make better choices and they'll, you know, be more empowered as women. And so I started with speaking to youth, but what happened is the mothers and the aunties and the grandmas were coming up to me. and was like, well, can you teach us this stuff that you're telling them? Because I never learned that. And it kind of snowballed from there. So powerful. The key that I got out of that was the embodiment piece, right? I remember, you know, a few years ago, seeing this word embodiment, embodiment, like being thrown around on the internet and like, what is embodiment to you? And you kind of touched upon that, but I would love if you could like riff on that a little bit for the audience. And just like you, Shil, I had no freaking clue what that word was either. And so when I entered this space, I was like, what the heck is that? Like, I had no idea. And what I come come to realize from my own definition in layman's terms is you walk the talk, the, the, the talk that you're talking, the work that you're preaching, as they say, or you're teaching or you're coaching, you are living that as your own truth day in and day out. It's not something that you've just read in a book and you're regurgitating it to make a quick buck or to put yourself on a pedestal or to sound like a guru. They're actually principles that you have taken in and looked at, well, how can I apply this to my life? And how can I apply this to my relationships? And how can I apply this to my career? And you get your own tangible results. And that becomes the work of, oh, well, now let me share this with other people. And so I believe that's what it means to be embodied. I love that. So now fast forward to adult cast. We're in life and you, your son is how old now? He's 19. He'll be 20 in August. Wow. Yeah. That's and he's incredible. a junior college. Well, you look incredible. You don't look like you could have a 20-year-old son. So that's amazing. <laughs> Thank but what you. does it look like to work with you now? Or the moms and the grandmothers that have, you know, graduated. What what do you do? Do you do group work, individual work? Yeah, I do group and I do individual. What I love about the group is curating a space. I've been really gifted at curating a space where women feel safety to be vulnerable in front of other people. And a lot of science has shown us through co-regulation how deeper healing can happen when we are in connection and community with each other. And so I really love facilitating groups, uh, if whether it's a program or a retreat or whatever type of experience where women just feel the safety to like put down the, the armor, you know, and just be and share and connect and, and do the work collectively together. And I, of course, I'm always going to love one-on-one because I love that deeper look into like the transformation of a woman who's choosing herself and, you know, leaving a relationship that was never a line or choosing to stay in a relationship and not sabotage it or, you know, choosing to go to the next level in her leadership. Like, I feel like it's such a gift to be behind the scenes and witness the full transformation 
and like see all of it happening, that that really excites me. Yeah, I love that too. That's my favorite part is just watching somebody transform or, you know, at a retreat, people show up and like by the time they leave, like you can like physically see the difference. Yeah. It's absolutely wild. So in your world, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You work with all the women. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mainly I find myself working with women who are executives, leaders, visionaries, powerhouses, women that know like they're up to big things in the world, but they they don't want to sacrifice their womanhood or their peace or their joy just to accomplish more, achieve more. And they also don't want to sacrifice their Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's where I'm at in my life right now is really breaking down a lot of these old paradigms that we've been conditioned into living. Even for me right now, I am trying to decondition myself from the worth of creating my own wealth, right? Mm -hmm. Because I just got married in November of 2022. And although my partner and I have been together for 12 years, I was always an income producer. And prior to that, I was a single mom. So it was always that I had somebody dependent on me. Like I never was able to depend on somebody else. And now in this phase and stage of my life, I'm really trying to do this pull back, slow down, not have to hustle, not have to work 80 hours a week. And it's been really difficult for me because there's no quote unquote paycheck coming in at the end of the week with my name on it in the capacity that I'm used to realizing that being a wife and being a wife to an entrepreneur who has 180 employees and being a mom to my own three kids and my two bonus kids. And, you know, like there's like an empire that's being run here. Right. And it's like, he gets to hold his employees, but I get to hold him. Mm. And it's like this balance of like, it's okay and you're still successful, right? Like as a director, I'm looking for quote unquote success. So where does the success come from if it's not that dollar sign that's dinging at the end of the month? Yeah. So it's like this uh, deconditioning of self-worth is equated to money. Oh, that's so good. Success is actually something that we feel. And it's no different than any other experience that we tend to chase in life. You know, when we're chasing to feel healthier, when we're chasing love, when we're chasing happiness, we're chasing a feeling we think we're going to achieve as a result of this certain outcome. And so what I love is is walking with women to find like, what does it actually feel like to feel success? Like, because you get to take time out and spend time with your kids. You know, I worked with a client before who she was like, one one thing I love about being an entrepreneur is I can say I'm done at 2.30 and go pick my daughter up and we walk home. And I said, is that not success? That your daughter gets to experience in her childhood, her most memorable time of her life, her mother taking time off every day to pick her up from school and walk her back home. Like, that's a form of success. And so I can relate a lot to what you said too. You know, I was a single mom, as you know, I was also the oldest growing up. And so I have been financially independent most of my life. And when I got married to my husband and we relocated, uh, in 2019 to Florida. And for the first time in my life, I became financially dependent on someone. I felt like I went through so many ego deaths and dark night of the soul. (laughs) I was like, who am I? (laughs) I was like, who who is this person? (laughs) I was so used to like 
being so proud of like, I can go get it by myself. You know, when I met my husband, I owned my own home and I had my savings and was investing. Like, I was like, I don't don't need nobody. Like I took pride in that, but I, I've got to experience these last few years, the beauty of what it really means to like be more on my feminine. And I've met parts of myself that I didn't even know were there, like softer parts of myself, my soul, my essence, um, more creativity, more joy. I couldn't access those parts of myself when I was in this hustle, hustle, go, go, get the bag. You got to make more because you got to Like, I couldn't access those feelings. I was just always stuck in like, do, do, do. Yeah. I mean, I can relate to the part that you said, you know, the women who brought in all the money and the built these companies, you know, in 2019, I had a half a million dollar year. And while that was very successful, I didn't feel the success. I didn't feel the success until we were well into COVID and COVID made me slow down and being in Melanie's world with our mentor, you know, and really understanding like celebration and being in the moment because I was always chasing, right? It's like when I met my husband, I was on food stamps, but even though I was on food stamps, I was still producing. Right. And then when I had my first six figure year, it's like, okay, well, that's great. And now I don't have to depend on this person, which I never really did feel like I was dependent on him. He just expanded my life in a way that I didn't really know possible. But now this is a very different feeling. Right. And so we fear the unknown because we don't no, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like a really weird place to be. Like, yeah. I'm so happy, but I'm not paying any of the bills. And my children, this has like been the hugest adjustment for my children because I've always raised my sons in knowing that I'm an independent woman and mommy's a business owner, mommy's an entrepreneur, and all the things. And so now it's like I retired my acupuncture practice in November of 2021. And in the last year, my, everybody in this house has like forgotten because now I'm so into my projector vibes where I love to be in my bed and I love doing everything in bed that they've like forgotten that I used to like live in the real world. My son had this mother's day thing for school. And it was like, what does mommy like to do all day? Lay in bed. What's my favorite thing that mommy does when she stands up. Right. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. I love everything that you shared about like, even the moments where like in hindsight, it may have been obvious, like, oh, this was a transitional moment where I was supposed to rest. I did the exact same thing. Like we moved to Florida. I hopped in a network marketing company and I was building my coaching practice. I was like, no, I I may not be working there, but I'm going to find something to (laughs) make this work. I just, I couldn't let go of the old identity. And I think that is part of the challenge when we're looking at women who want to self-actualize and really discover like, who are we in the fullest version, fullest potential of ourselves? When we hold on to these old identities, we rob ourselves of the process of seeing, but who am I when I let that go? And it doesn't mean we won't ever come back and get back and fall in love with the work and and, and be passionate about it. But I think we find a new approach where 
you know, I don't know about you, but I, I found my worth and my value was so tied up into what I was doing and how much I could make and how, how independent could I be? And, you know, felt proud, like I'm a single mom. And if I want to go and spend a week in the DR by myself, I go like it, it felt good to be able to say like, I, no one's funding this, I'm funding this. But then it's like, but what does it look like now to be in a relationship where you have to heal deeper because now you're in a relationship where you get to be supported. And maybe we've never experienced that before. And there's, there's healing that gets to happen there. And so I think it's, it's so beautiful for people to see these different dynamics, but also to notice like, where do you tie your identity up? So, uh, so raveled and ingrained and immersed. It's almost, it's almost like a trauma bond with, with our work where it's like, I can't let it go. It's, this is who I am. Like, but then now do we really know who we are? Are we really tapped into our power? Are we really letting our full potential come through if we can't let go of something? Yeah. The golden nugget there was the old identity, right? Because it's like, I didn't even realize that it's an old identity, but that's exactly what it is. Like the old me is the hustler, the one that has to work all the time and and all the things. And the new me is just learning how to receive, right? And the whole receiving thing, I don't think people really realize how important it is to have your channel open to receive because we desire so much, but then we're closed off to it and we're not even open to allowing it to come in. So we want, 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 want. And then it's like, it's coming at us and we're repelling it because. Let me ask you something. Do you manifest through your husband? Well, now I realize that he is my path of least resistance. And I do. I noticed that too. I was like, I remember one time I I was like, oh, I want to manifest $20,000. And it went through him. And I was like, that was supposed to come to me. But I realized something in that moment is the receivership, like you said, where I was like, I feel like the creator was like, can you receive it in the way I'm giving it to you? Yes. You're so attached to receiving it this one way that you can't be grateful for the way that it is coming. Yes, it's so big. The purpose of us being here is self-mastery, right? Because then everything comes once you're... Yeah, there's this quote by Carl Jung, uh, until you make the unconscious conscious, you'll, you'll call it fate. And what I love about like, this concept of self mastery is that it's, it's a lifelong journey. Like we have so much conditioning and experiences and patterns and beliefs, our own and sometimes ancestral that we may spend our lifetimes unraveling to self-actualize and to just become like these, I call it our favorite version of ourselves. So I've shifted from saying our best version of ourselves. And the reason I I shifted to our favorite version of ourselves is because I feel like when I hear best, there's some level of pressure that feels like, man, I feel, I still feel pressure behind best. But when I hear favorite, it's like that may ebb and flow. That may shift. Like, you know, when I'm PMS and my favorite self may be that I'm just, you know, chilling and ain't, and I'm not bothering nobody. <laughs> it's going to change, you know, and I feel like it takes this pressure off, but I, I feel it's just, it's such a beautiful gift to be able to do the work that we have done on in a relationship with ourselves, because it does have this ripple effect, yeah. not just in our personal relationships, but in the work we do, you know, for a long time, I was terrified of going viral or having a big social media account or 
you know, people watching my live stream, I remember I used to feel panic in my body to the point where I literally would start sweating and, and would get uncomfortable because I was like, what if the trolls come? What if bullies come? Like I was right. always in this like defensive mode of, yeah. you know, anticipating attacks after doing this type of work. Like I just have this deep level of trust with myself where it's like, I can't control what's going on outside of me, but I can control how I respond with myself. And it's interesting because when I got to that point with myself, that's when things, I, I think I had like two or three comp pieces of content last year that went vi- last year and this year that went viral at half a million a piece. Amazing. And I didn't feel any like trigger or fear in my body. And that was yeah. a big deal for me because I remember when I was so terrified of like, I wasn't even necessarily terrified of the attacks. I was terrified of how am I going to react to the attacks? Yeah. That's what I was afraid of. Like, am I going, which which response is going to show up? The flight or fight? Am I going to fight back and get real nippy? Or am I going to run and hide? And I was always, because that was my pattern. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I started learning these different self-mastery tools, as I call it, of like, how do I stay more conscious? How do I stay more present? How do I consciously choose? How do I respond and not react? where I feel like over time, I slowly start taking my power back. And I don't anticipate that like I used to. And I don't fear that like I used to, because I know how to get back present in my body and choose how I prefer to respond. Same. I love that. It's so important. I think it's such an important piece for all women watching, right? Especially with everything that's happening in our world right now. And it's like that reactive behavior, that fight or flight, we don't have to be like that. And that's been the greatest gift of all time for me is I used to have like massive anxiety, like same thing. Like I I would post and then I would go back and look a hundred times. You're like, who's going to come at me today? You know, like now I I feel like I've gotten like so naive where like I live in la la land. Like I never think that anybody's gonna say anything bad to me but we could talk about this for hours I feel like this was amazing Kathy people want to find you where could they find you online I I often say I'm all over these internet streets (laughs) Uh, but mainly you can find me on Facebook and Instagram those are the two main platforms that I tend to spend my most time on and is it first and last name yep Cassandra Austin McDonald, Cassandra with one S. Ah, I love that you said that because I was looking for your email before. I'm like, why can't I find it? Because I put in two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you to the audience for watching us. For those of you that come in every single week, I love having you here. I'm so grateful. We love to hear your comments. So definitely comment below. Let us know what you think about the show. For those of you that are new to the world, new to my world. I also hang out on the internet streets. I hang out at Instagram at 50 shades of Shilamita with the number. If you are listening to the show on your favorite podcast station, you can also hop over to YouTube at 50 shades of Shilamita and watch the show. I also hang out on Facebook and I love me some Pinterest. So by spelling my name correctly, S-H-I-L-A-M-I-D-A, you can also visit my website, www.shilamita.com. Pass any last words or um, nugget that you want to leave the audience with today? I, I want to thank you for having me. I've enjoyed this conversation. And if anyone is listening and you feel like something that we've shared really resonated with you, I would invite you to not let that just be a moment, but that you actually like go and and self-reflect, like what did that bring up for you and go explore it? Because oftentimes when something resonates with us, it's for a reason. I love that. That's great way to end the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye. Thank you.